Hi everyone, happy Monday. I hope everyone had an amazing weekend. Um, today our podcast is going to be about attractiveness and with me I have my friend Natalie who has done many podcasts with me and a new individual. Uh, his name is Jake and he's my neighbor so why don't you guys go ahead and give me your name, your where you're from, and what you do for fun. Hey guys, um, it's Natalie and... Yes, that's my name. <laughs> that's the second question. <laughs> what, what I do for fun. I'm from Cleveland, and what I do for fun is uh, I drive a lot. There's a lot of road trips on the weekends, so there you go. This is Jake Whitney's neighbor. I'm a resident of Central Ohio, and I like to tinker with um, early um, audio equipment and... Um, various antique machines and whatnot, and I, too, enjoy driving my old Jeep. Very nice. Love it. It's a good-looking Jeep. So we're going to... Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, Natalie and I, if you haven't seen, we did a Christmas in July photo shoot with Jake's Jeep, so if you haven't seen it, head over to my Facebook page or my Instagram. There are tons of photos, or Natalie has them on her Instagram, too. Um, Reach out to me if you want that information. I'll just give it to you. It's, uh, you know, around the world in Natty days. (laughs) N-A-T-I. Yep. All right, so we're going to jump right into this. Um, This morning, I was having a conversation with my neighbor, Jake, who's sitting here right now, and we were talking about the word attractiveness and what it meant to us, and that kind of gave me an insight on what next podcast we should do. So I'm actually really (laughs) super excited to talk about it. 20 minutes later. All right, guys. um, So I'm just going to bounce this question out there. What is your definition of attractiveness? Please disregard the human being riding his bicycle listening to music extremely loud. Sorry, it's some background background noise. Some Yeah, I get it. Alright, so the question, what is it? What is, what is your, your def- definition of, of attractiveness? attractiveness? Um I'll go first at least. So I think it kind of depends on what you're looking at. Because for me, attractiveness could be different if you're talking about like a person or a relationship versus maybe like I don't know, artwork or vacation. I mean, it's it's a couple different variables. But so if we're talking about like a person, I mean, Whitney and I have been friends forever. So, you know, being authentic and confidence is definitely attractive in some, you know, somebody that knows what they want and kind of goes after it, you know, making bold moves and decisions in their life. That's definitely an attractive aspect to people that I see. But you're talking about something else attractive is maybe... Um, so one of my fun things to do is to do a lot of road trips and such. So, you know, attractive is looking at landscapes for the most part. Does it give you that deep gut feeling of being free and, you know, kind of let you be introspective? So Interesting. Yep, that's my answer. And what about you, Jake? Uh, well, it's uh, subjective, really. Uh, I, I think there are innate <clears throat> um, responses that human beings have, and they're also um, nurtured responses. Um, I don't want to speak too much on that. Uh, if we, if you have like a more specific question. Okay. Uh, what, what is your definition of attractiveness in other human beings? It doesn't have to be like a relationship, just like people in general. What do you find attractive about humans? Um, well, what do I personally find attractive? Um, well, there is sexual attractiveness. There is okay. Intel- so bouncing in- off of that, intellectual attractiveness. <clears throat> sure. 
So, bouncing off of that and going into more detail, okay. what is sexually attractive to you? Um, so, I would assume that's something more, maybe more that, physical well, in very the physical realm. So, mm-hmm. You know, there, there are aspects of sexual attractiveness that involve um, intellect and also involve curiosity and, and um, exploration. And it's not entirely a physical... Um, uh, it's, uh, it's not entirely it's one from one component of it. Is right, kind of what you're saying. Right. Um, that's yeah. In in short, that's what I I'd say. Okay. My definition of attractiveness is kind of like what Natalie said. There's <clears throat> so many different things that you can be attracted to. Like for me, artwork, it's more so of like an abstract, more than realism, because I use realism in my artwork in my photography, and that's the whole point of photography, is to capture realism. So I find that when I'm looking at other people's artwork, I'm more attracted to the things that I can interpret for myself Mm -hmm. as attractive. So abstract artwork for me is something that is... I'm just... I'm attracted to it. Where's my peanut butter? (laughs) That was just recorded. (laughs) Well, my roommate just asked where the peanut butter was. Sorry. We're on a podcast here. Excuse me. I have no idea. Can you give Sorry. me some min- some some time? It should be in there. Um, I, I literally am going to listen to this podcast 15 just times for the, just for that. Just for the peanut butter. I'll be in in a minute. For crying out loud. Um, as for human beings, I find mm-hmm. that um, self-confidence... And self-love and self-care is most important because if you can't do that for yourself, then you can't do it for other people. So I feel that um, I'm attracted to people who have some type of self-confidence in themselves, whether it be in, like, the whole scheme of things Mm -hmm. or even if it's just, like, one little snippet of their life. Funny that you say that because when you were talking about abstract... And I was kind of trying to think of examples, at least, of people that I've met in my life over the past years. And sometimes it kind of comes down to what you maybe find something or as or you perceive to be attractive is, like, in a split second. So, oh. like, <clears throat> for me, I'm remembering at least one particular example where this person that I met was talking about a family member and kind of, like, reminiscing about, um, like, a grandparent and in that very moment, you know, just the way that she was talking about the memories of that person, it's like, you just kind of see, you see, like, it's attractive because they're being authentic, but they're very passionate about the way that they speak about that person. And it's like, just in that moment, maybe in the grand scheme of things, but... So maybe, <clears throat> I guess, is what you're saying, like, it's almost based off of, like, just... But do you make moments that you, you make find a judgment attractive? call? But do you make? I mean, is that a, is that a personal judgment at that point? Right. It's like that's I perceive that person to be attractive based on that one interaction, that tiny two seconds, and it's like you make a split second decision. Interesting. That was a very aggressive snap. I'm a I'm a good snapper. <laughs> Take me to sports games. Wow. <laughs> I feel I feel kind of put uh, me in, coach. You sir, in the back. <laughs> so it sounds it sounds like. Uh, attractiveness could be a, that was just an entirely general question, which thank you for giving me your opinion well, on, on these. But all three of us have gone around and basically said it's objective. It is in three different ways. One hundred percent. So question number two is: Is attractiveness limited to physical and emotional traits? 
I already answered that. No, it's not. And I think Natalie answered it too. I mean, I absolutely and you agree did with too. that. <laughs> it is. I just wanted to to go maybe a little deeper. Into okay, that. so rewording that question: Are any one of those maybe ranked differently? Do you add? A, do you have a different weight to physical Cause, cause or maybe, emotional? I mean, depending Ooh. on who you talk to, some people are gonna prioritize physical attraction. Some people are gonna prioritize prioritize. Phys- intellectual right attraction. So that's interesting that you say that because I prioritize emotional, especially if we're talking about people, right, and relationships. Speaking of people in general, I find that I rank emotional traits first. What about you guys? Emotional? Yeah, like intellectual. Which one is it? Those are two different things. Like, I guess intellectual. Like, well, I mean, you want somebody to tickle your brain. Yes. God, that's the best phrasing I've ever heard in my yes. entire life. Want everyone to tickle my brain. It's yeah. Show me that you can really push so back yes, on a conversation. I rate that first over physical any day. What about you guys? I agree with that assessment. For me personally, at least, I yeah. It's a major component. I don't know how. I mean, if I had to um, like quantify it. I don't know if I could. Would you rank it over physical attractiveness? Um, or is that first? I mean, no. Neither is first. It's it's. Um, close competition between the two. You know, would you be, a, let, let, let's be honest here, if somebody came up to you and they were essentially a brick with like a conscience, <laughs> and the conscience tickled your conscience, would you be attracted to the brick? Fair. That's an interesting... You know, they were a living brick, is what I'm saying. Not a, you know. That makes, okay, that put a whole new spin on that for me, for sure. Well, here's a second component to that. Time is going to make a difference on that, too. Because maybe not everybody, you know, within you meeting this brick in the first two minutes, you're going to make your judgments and you're going to make your assumptions, but... Do you spend more time with the brick or just base your attractiveness on that three seconds upon meeting said brick? Said brick. Interesting. (laughs) I'm just saying, because not everybody opens up the same way, and, you know, vulnerability at that point is on a multi-layered onion at that point. Well, if you want to have a sexual relationship with a brick, that's going to be kind of difficult. Right. And if that's that's also a component of your... uh, (laughs) Just saying. It'd be a little rough if you ask me. A little scratchy. <laughs> My brain is not being tickled by a brick at no. that point. <laughs> no. Uh, well, that's insulting. What if the brick actually is something interesting to say? Right, but, you know, if you're basing it solely on sexual Oh, well, no, priority, I'm not saying solely. I'm saying that's a component. Yeah. You know, if, 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 you, if you're looking for a, a partner or whatever... Um, so yeah, that's that's the extremist, well, extreme of extremes. Right. Um, and uh, so, how do you? Um, well, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. I lost my. I know we, we lost the train of thought there, talking about the bricks, but. Um, Whitney just stepped inside to find the peanut butter. <laughs> in case, in case you in case. can't see on the the cameras. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so going back to the list of uh, questions, at least, so we can bring this one back home. She has question, let's see, number three. Do you believe that you can see attributes and or crave in yourself by looking at someone else? So I'm guessing related this to attractiveness. So like a a mirror effect, I'm guessing? Yes, easily. Elaborate for me. On your well, I don't know what that. Que- I mean, uh, I don't really I, know what the question means either. But 
Do you believe that you can see attributes and or craving yourself? So if you're looking at attractiveness, are there certain attributes that you find when you see an attractive person? Um, I, I still don't understand what exactly I'm supposed to respond. We're reading number three question. Oh, okay. I'll go first because I have something to say about it. Oh, okay. Well, that might... I'm going to repeat not. it again. Do you believe that you can see attributes and or, um, I guess, do you, can you see attributes in other people that you crave in yourself? So, like, something that you are lacking, such as self-confidence or, um, fear or, um... Whatever it, the case may be, that you might see someone else striving in that you crave for yourself. Or so, a good haircut. Yeah, if you... Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's a physical attribute. Um, Why somebody I, with good hair? Sure. Yeah. I guess, for me, it's more so of emotional, because I feel fairly confident in, like, my physical um, being. So, like, uh, for example... I know a lot of people with a lot of patience, and I know about myself that I have a very short fuse, and so I crave that as an individual and being able to see it in others. And so, what do you I crave? Att- I, att- I I crave patience, and I see that in other people, and you know, wondering how to get there. And but I find that patience is attractive, and that's why it ties into this podcast is because I see something that I'm lacking in my life that I'm attracted to in other people. Does that make sense? Uh, I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just had to give an example. Sorry, that question was, like, really oddly worded, but that's, that's what I'm getting at is that, like, I see something in someone else that I might crave for myself, and I find that attractive in someone else. So patience is definitely one of those things for me. Interesting. I think, okay, first high level to answer this question for the three of us specifically, there's a significant amount of introspection that should or have have had been done in order to kind of understand, like, if you see yourself lacking or having that weakness, that you find that attractive in somebody else. So that's just a general brushstroke, mm-hmm. I'm saying. So with that said, for me, um, I'm super impulsive. And kind of act first and then think later. Okay. And sometimes that really bites me in the ass. But generally, I can wiggle my way out of that whatever situation. Sure. So if I'm looking at with the same scope that example that you gave would be somebody that is or a component of somebody's attractiveness would be that they are kind of like even keeled and maybe can reason out a little bit better. So maybe the opposite. So like think first, act later. I mean, I can plan. That's, it's not necessarily planning, but maybe less impulsive okay. or less reactive. So more thoughtful. Thoughtful's a good word, yeah. Thoughtful of the process and thoughtful of the outcome rather than acting and then dealing with the consequences later. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whatever the opposite of impulsive is. <laughs> I would have to... Having select. forethought. Forethought. Forethought is That's a good yep. word. Yep. I like that one. All right, Jake, what do you, what do you think? <laughs> Attributes that you see in others that you crave for yourself. Or realize you don't have that you feel like you want. Um, I don't know. You do know. 
He's got a shit-eating grin on his yeah, face, everyone. I know you can't see it right now, but... <laughs> We're all sitting in rocking chairs. No, that's because I had a funny joke for the previous comment, but... We can bring it back to that conversation. <laughs> I'm, I'm We're all about now. jokes. Uh, <laughs> um... <laughs> I don't. I I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I don't know. I could think of a couple things, but that's just because I'm your neighbor and I probably have more insight to your life than you might have on your own. Oh, are you peeping through my? I'm peeping. I'm the peeping <laughs> tom of the neighborhood, everyone. Not in a good way. Oh, shut <laughs> up! You know that it's in a good way. <laughs> I I um like I am drawn to people who are independent. I'm drawn to people who are um, thinking individuals that are curious. Can you speak up? Because we have a little bit of background noise. Oh, yeah. I'm drawn to independently minded, uh, curious individuals. Um, Do you find that you lack in some of those departments? No. Okay. No. I... I um, there was a point where I was... I, I'm still drawn to very fit individuals or people who are are um, interested in becoming as fit as possible. And at, at one point, I wasn't doing much fitness. And, um, and me being attracted to other people that were made me want to better myself. Um, and that's, I guess, one instance... One, one example that pertains to that question. Okay. So. So, like, in that same thought process, then you see kind of, like, as attractive, just in that moment, maybe something that you're lacking, so you're drawn to that, but you make the personal decision to... (laughs) I just ruined my entire train of thought right there. But made the personal decision at least to kind of work on that deficit in the moment for the most part. Right. Because I wanted to be something I wasn't, that I saw in somebody else. Interesting. I dig it. Which ends in a very well-rounded person. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, the rounds are well. <laughs> they're done Jake out. has no round thing on him, by the way. <laughs> See, I'm really glad everyone picked up on that joke talking about fitness. <laughs> this dude has zero fat on his body. That's zero percent body fat. That's not true. Um, okay, so moving on, because I don't want to talk about your body fat. <laughs> Even though, never mind. Uh, moving on. Okay, um, number question number four. What's the first thing that you notice about someone in the first 30 seconds of meeting them? Open forum questions? Yeah, go for it. First 30 seconds. <laughs> you going to throw up there? No, well, okay, here's why. Because from my perspective, like, I work in business. So there's different situations of what I'm looking for. Okay, so let's defining, break that off into defining two, two things. Attractiveness. Do because, business? Because if I'm going to a network event, I have I have a goal in mind of what I'm looking for. And people that I'm meeting, it's going to be on a professional le- level mm-hmm. of what I'm looking for. So me, I hate networking events. Uh, they're <laughs> soul-sucking. Like, I hate them. They're so bad. <laughs> but it's a necessary evil for what I do. So if I'm going to a networking event, me being super introverted, um, I like somebody coming up to me. So an attractive quality is just somebody being super extroverted and initiating a conversation because then you can just kind of get into it Okay. at a networking event because it's business for business at that point. But 
for me at least maybe on a personal level with friends, family, and relationships, um, I think probably one of the biggest things that I notice on somebody is it's, uh, I'm the type of person that sizes somebody up first before you even say anything. So it's going to be body language related. Oh. Do you look at somebody? So it's going to be eyes and smile first. Okay. So that's what you find. I guess that's what you are looking for. Initially. I mean, at that first In point. the first 30 seconds. Yeah. And so if the person doesn't look at you or doesn't smile, how do you take that? I don't, what do you think I don't about really, that? I don't really take it at that point because maybe that person... I mean, I don't know. At that point, if somebody's not looking or they're in, you know, deep in conversation with somebody else, I don't know that it's necessarily a turn off. But when you are meeting somebody, at least for the first time, you have to be open and available to that communication. So right. you have to either, I guess, start that conversation or be available yourself and, you know, kick it off yourself or be receptive for that other person. Okay. I mean, there's a give and take component to it, obviously. Sure. But I'm not just saying because she didn't look at me or he didn't look at me, so I'm just not going to talk to that person. Because that's just, that's a very closed-minded thought process. Interesting. Because I know a lot of people that would just... That's it. Done. Yeah. Not my, not personal preference, per- personal opinion. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm going to view that situation. Mm-hmm. What about you? I, I buy um, old stuff from people. All the time. And I have learned to interact with a, a number of different personalities. And the... Um, what was the question again? What is the first thing you notice about someone in the first 30 seconds of meeting them? Okay, just wanted to mm-hmm. clarify. Or maybe um, something that you recognize, like something that you are drawn to in, in the first 30 seconds of meeting someone. I, I tend to notice if, if it's speech we're dealing with, um, how personal their speech is, how, if there's any excitement in their voice, um, you know, where their eyes dart to, um, their posture. Body language. Yeah, it's, it's a whole mess of things. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's like a really, really fast judgment. Right. Interpretation of all these different things. And so playing off of that, this is an interesting concept. Where do you think that we learned these behaviors? Like, where this judgment of, like, within the first 30 seconds of meeting someone, where do you think that we learned that, like, we are allowed to judge those based off of the qualities that we've been taught are important upon meeting someone? You just said it. We've been taught. Mm-hmm. Okay, so from that, being taught, I'm going to say from a multitude of channels. So, because... I recently had this conversation with somebody at least. So it's going to come from friends and family. So Mm -hmm. what Jake said earlier, nurturing, growing up. Right. But then you also have to kind of consider your environment. So, you know, schools, teachers, basic... um, Brain chemistry. That's definitely a function of it. But, like, also the social aspect of it. The world we live in, at the end of the day, you know, social media, TV, you know, all these things form opinions and experiences of how people interact with other people. So, so this, I'm going to play off of that real quick, and of course I'll share um, what I noticed in the first 30 seconds of meeting someone, but 
I had a conversation with someone the other day, uh, and he told me, because I asked him how I show up to other people, I said, you know, what, how do you perceive me, how did you perceive me upon meeting me, and how do I show up, how do I show up for you, how do I show up for other people, how do you view me, um, and what are your opinions about me, and he said, you're judgmental. Hmm. And I thought about that, and it's true. And I base, I base it off of a lot of things, but I feel like a lot of it came from my childhood. So I'd like to share in the first 30 seconds of meeting someone. So it's interesting that you both are, like, polar opposites. <laughs> um, and I'm also, pol- like, what, just completely off the grid right now that I'm about to share with you. Um, I base my judgment uh, upon meeting someone in the first 30 seconds off of their handshake and eye connection. If they don't look at me and they have a piss poor handshake, I immediately judge them as these aren't my people and I they are not strong willed and they don't need to be on my team. So straight up, if you get a dead fish, yep, do you deuces. Yep, <laughs> I dismiss them immediately. That's terrible. No, it's I just I, it's the but way that's that, your own. But that's your own right. judgment. That's that's her. You're allowed perception. to. You're allowed to put opinions on it. But <laughs> I would agree with that. That that's <laughs> terrible. But thank you both. But there are people out there that don't like to hand, you know, shake hands. So how can you judge somebody because of a little? Because that's what I was taught. Yeah. So Wait. it was drilled into my head. Now, let me rewind here. Yep. When this individual shared with me that I was judgmental, I truly, you asked why. I truly looked into myself, mm-hmm. and I realized that he was right. <clears throat> I am very judgmental. Um, a person could be walking down the street, and I'm like, I bet you I can figure out their story just by looking at them. Maybe that's part of my people watching enjoyment, but um, I really tried to like reel myself back in once those situations happen because I'm more aware of it now that I can like that I sit here and judge people based off of things that I learned to be authentic in people, if that makes sense. Like, well, you know, my dad beat it into me. Like, you always have a good handshake and you make eye connection when you meet someone. That shows that you're a strong-willed individual and blah, blah, blah. So now, when I meet a man and I shake his hand and I shake his hand to the point where I feel like I crippled his hand, I feel bad. But maybe his dad didn't teach him that. Or maybe his dad wasn't even around. I apologize for all the shenanigans going on right now. There's Today was to be a very busy Monday. Yeah, but it's nice out. It's cool. It's breezy. I don't think they'll be able to hear that. Oh, they will. Some feedback's po- amazing on this thing. I don't know Sometimes how. Sometimes it filters out some of it. But Sometimes. The feedback, you mean the actual... Like, yeah. yeah. They'll not, be able to hear that. That's not feedback. Okay. Technically not. Accor- according to uh, uh, Mr. Audio Engineer over here. <laughs> that's yeah, background that's, that's not, Yeah, that's background. That's just, that's just background noise. <laughs> For all of you wondering that Whitney just fucked up, she did. And I'm owning that shit. So. And called you out on Also <laughs> owning the fact that I judge people and then I need to knock it off. So, um, yeah, like was, I said, I like... She was complaining about a guy pushing his kid in a stroller down the street. I'll also complain about the individual that didn't know how to change a light bulb at my house. Nobody here, so... Nobody here, thank goodness, <laughs> and I hope that he listens to this podcast. Um, for those of you that don't know how to change a light bulb, I'm offering free classes, so... $10? No, free. don't eat... No, it's free. Mm. Free. I'll even do a YouTube video on how to change the light bulb. Oh, and I got Edison light bulbs from the 1890s, so we can do a, a antique light bulb <laughs> installation <laughs> demonstration. That's amazing. Is that yeah. an actual process? Like, you don't just, like... Mm. You have to actually it's change the same the filament. It's the same thing. <laughs> I was like, where are we going it's just with this a conversation? <laughs> just different contacts. Just different contacts. 
Um, I mean, I can do outdoor lighting. I can show everybody how to do that. So can we reiterate... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can we reiterate... Um, one more time. The first 30 seconds of meeting them, so I know that we kind of went in a roundabout way. Yeah, but that's fine. Go ahead and read. Um, so, um, difference between personal and professional. So professional... I mean, I can definitely hearken at least on a, on a handshake because everyone's taught in a business world. You know, if you have a dead fish handshake, see you later. Um, but, you know, eye contact, open body language, but that also applies for personal relationships. So for me specifically, um, it's going to be like eyes and smile. I mean, if you look personable and open and available to a conversation, then that's going to be the, the first 30 seconds for me. Uh, and you find that inviting when people smile and look at you? Absolutely. Okay. I, I look at many, many different things. Um, yeah, and if we're talking about somebody that is speaking to me, I will be looking not only at their physical appearance and what they're wearing, how does it fit them? Are they are they physically fit? You know, how do they how do they walk? Um, how do they? What's their posture like? But also their speech patterns, their eye movements, their hand gestures. Where'd um, you learn that? Just from being on Earth for thirty years. And just being got some catching up to do. <laughs> yeah, I don't notice any of those things. I mean, I do, but not in the first thirty seconds. At that point, it's like, are you open and inviting to a conversation? And then I'll start like pulling right. up a little bit. I mean, things. it's just you can look at anybody. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You were just talking about looking at bums on, you know, walking down the street. Why they got to be a bum? Truth. Because you who else know? walks the street? I walk the street. Well, you're I a bum. <laughs> Maybe I just decided to drink in the middle of the day, and I'm just looking a little extra haggard. <laughs> it doesn't mean that I'm okay, okay. lost and confused and homeless for the day. <laughs> well, you're you're a bum for a but, day. But in that moment, <laughs> you could I'm, be I'm judged as a bum. I could be judged as a bum. Who cares at that point? Or you know, if I'm having one of those days where I just want to wear my PJ pants out in public. Because, that's me every day. Well, that's very very slim on occasion. But there you go. No, I don't have four kids and two dogs and. A significant other. I'm right. just, I want to wear my pajama pants out in public. <laughs> and I really love that. Um, and, yeah, first 30 seconds for me is a handshake and eye contact. You guys have challenged me now that when someone has a not-so-good of handshake and they don't make eye contact to kind you know, what of... What if their eyes are fucked To up? kind of... I, what yeah, if got, that's right. Maybe oh, they have glaucoma geez. and they can't oh, see What if they have a lazy eye? You guys eye? are taking it to hey, the extreme. What if they no, have a, but, this are, what if, but these are judgments. What if right. somebody has a lazy eye and you don't know which eye to look into? You look, actually you look in, in between situation. their eyes. You look in between their eyes. <laughs> and I, their I, I mean that seriously. <laughs> no, because, yep. you know, For those of you that have one eye, I look <laughs> at in the bridge of your nose. <laughs> the bridge. Yeah. I'm trying to be just respectful of the fact that... unibrow area. Yes, yes. Where a unibrow would lie, that is where I look. Okay, you guys make valid points about the eyeballs and the handshakes. I get it. And now I'm going to work on that. So thank I'm you for saying, making me yeah, a better person. Not everybody wants to. You know, some people are like germaphobes. Like, I mean, I know a couple people where it's like, I won't, I hate, like, even me. Like, I won't, <laughs> I won't touch, I will try my best not to touch public doors. Like a and gas pump. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's, you have to at that point. But like, I'll, I carry I'll, gloves in I'll my keep, car. Wow. Smart, right. eh? Uh, I mean, I'll Purell, or, like, if I go to, like, public restrooms or something, like, I'll open the door with my feet, things like that. Like, maybe I don't want to shake your hand. I'm just saying. So what do you do? Give him a slap on the ass instead? Mm, that's, that's, <laughs> within the first 30 seconds of meeting, <laughs> that's going to go down real bad. <laughs> you never know. 
Don't knock until you try it. Okay. Well, let me know how that works out for you. Thank and, you. you know, I've never done any of Give us that. Stuff. Give us that feedback. Yeah, of course. On your research. Um. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and our last question of the day, <laughs> numero five. Uh, what traits do you need to work on in order for you to be more attractive to others? Based off of our conversation just now. Do I need to work on? I obviously just stated mine. I need to quit judging. I am very people. abrasive. Oh, he just came out of the woodwork and talked about himself straight up. Oh, I know I'm. I'm very abrasive. It's due to how uh, you know, due to a variety of factors, um, and it has been the cause of trouble for my, you know, most of my life. And um, it's difficult to break out of certain. Tendencies, even if you're paying attention to them, like you're aware, right? Um, I, I'm I notice a lot of different things, um, and I'm I uh, most people don't pay attention to these things, and they you, you bring them up in conversation. And Are you they, talking about like self awareness? Like you're aware of certain things, like just about yourself? No, no, no. I'm talking about just in general. I, I, People don't pay attention to a lot of things, is what you're saying. Right, okay. and yeah, I've found that individuals do not like talking about things that are, um, let's just say certain things. You know, doesn't, it doesn't matter whether it's weather or, you know, tying your shoe. People don't like to talk about different things, and if I talk about it, it bothers them. So I need to be conscious of that. Uh, and... Yeah, but you're also not a mind reader, so how are you to know that, like, unless, of course, you ask, like, hey, Whitney, um, I've been thinking about the weather today. How do you feel about that? Is it something that you're comfortable talking about? Right. Um, insert topic. Oh, here. there's also, and also inserting opinion where opinion is not necessary. necessary. That's a huge revelation about yourself, for sure. Because opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one, and some of them stink. But we're all entitled to them. <laughs> we're all entitled to our opinions. Hey, Whitney, that shirt you're wearing is a little bit too big. I, I am very I'm... aware. Thank you. I didn't ask. I think it should be a little bit. So how would you work <laughs> on that? Like, other than, you know, That's, like... There's a twofold. So, playing off of that, at least, when I hear stuff like that, I'm always more concerned about, like, what the motivation behind being the direct question is sometimes, and I'll just kind of dig deeper into that. So that's something that I have to work on. Is trying like I'll my Can you give me an example? I'll try to read between the lines too much oh. and overthink it. Just because he says something very direct because that's the way that he chooses to communicate doesn't necessarily mean that's how I perceive it. Interesting. It's like so if you say, "Yeah, your shirt's too big." Well, I'm going to in my mind I'm saying, "Why would you say something like that?" What is the motivation behind saying something like Interesting. that? Interesting. And that's exactly the reason why you shouldn't say, you know, state opinions when they're not necessary because it confuses people. Right. And confusion leads to frustration. Frustration leads to un anger frowns. or fear or negative, just negative emotions. Right. For all parties Shitty involved. Situations. <laughs> Interesting. Which I've definitely caught so, myself in a couple. <laughs> so, Jake, for you, it's more so of like being a non abrasive and keeping quiet when your opinion isn't Smile necessary. Smile and keep your mouth shut and you get if you listen to people I found you, you get farther than you need to let people talk and actually listen and um, and only speak up when you, you have 
you know, a solid reason or chance to. Okay. Playing that off that as well, because um, we I had a leadership class where I was basically given the exact opposite information, because I do that a lot too. I like to listen to a lot of people and kind of understand where they're coming from, and then I'll give my opinion based on mm-hmm. actual factual stuff. So what I was actually told was to speak up more, because maybe you have an opinion that nobody else has thought of, but that's in a professional setting, not necessarily mm-hmm. a personal, if you're having a discussion, because maybe your opinion is relevant to the situation, but nobody else has thought of that, and can continue discussion in a different avenue. I'm going to play off of that. <clears throat> I don't think that it's only in professional. I think that it's in personal, too. In personal relationships, I guess. In interpersonal. Um, <clears throat> I also went through a leadership training program, <clears throat> but it was more about your personal life rather than your business <clears throat> and I was also told the same information okay. to speak up. Um, we played a game, and I found myself submissive, and I sat back in a corner and didn't say anything because there were so many people arguing, and I didn't want to be a part of it. I didn't want to be in the middle of it. And at the end of the game, the whole point of the game was for everyone to win. There were no winners. Everyone was a winner, and I knew that sitting down on the ground and being submissive and not saying anything, when all I would have had to do is stand up and say, hey, let's think about this logically here. We're all in an emotional intelligence training program. Mm -hmm. Why would we not all want to win? But I didn't say anything. And so the whole exercise, the point was to realize that you do have a voice and that if you don't speak up, someone might not hear it and you could be right. So that's called a cognitive block and it's an assumption that people make. Right. Assuming that right. you the can't collective. speak up. Right. A collective brainwashing. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So... Because we did something very similar to that, where people had to... They were taped together in a group, and then blindfolded, and their objective was to find the tennis balls. And all they had to do was ask questions to get the tennis balls. Meanwhile, all they had to do was ask, can you hand me a tennis ball? And so it the, would go on... It went on for hours. Yeah. Hours. So essentially, they cog-blocked themselves. <laughs> Because we're all dying laughing. Amazing. And on that note. And on that note, um, sexual connotations rounding this roundup over here. It's perfect. Um, what traits do you need to work on in order for uh, to be more attractive to others? So yours would be not to like dig deep inside it, like think not too much about overthinking. We'll just broad. I call that analysis it. paralysis. Yeah. It's like where you're stuck and you're like, yes, yeah. no, is We've this what they that. meant? Is this what they meant? Yeah, for sure. So how, how would you work on that? I don't know. It's a fine line because if you're too direct, some people might take that, you know. Okay, not- let me rephrase that. How do you want to show up to other people? Regardless of their judgments, because oh. everyone is judgmental. Right. Well, then, I mean, at that point, it's just for me to be more direct and just ask. And okay. Not, and not less less assumptions, because assumptions make an ass out of you and me. Yep. <laughs> um, and I guess what traits do I need to work on in order for me to be more attractive to others is to be less judgmental and to be more loving and to show all humans that they're human beings. Um, I started... I'll give you an example of how I've been working on this, okay. and it's pulling off the highway and seeing a homeless person. 
or someone that's begging for money who knows if they're homeless i put that i i put that on them as that's how i view them when they might have a home to go to and children that they can't feed or whatever their story might be mm-hmm. i pulled off the highway the other day and i saw this woman begging for money and she looked like she had just gotten a shower she looked like completely clean and mm-hmm. um she she had a you know a sad expression on her face and i I looked at her, and I looked at my wallet, and I didn't have anything to give her. Okay. So I literally yelled out my window. I said, hey, can you come here for a second? And she did. She came over to my car. And I touched her hand, and I said, I just wanted to let you know that I love you. And she got weirded out. She was like, oh, my God, what is going on? She, like, started walking away. She was in the middle. <laughs> like, like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. That would throw me from That's well. really fucking right. weird. 100%. <laughs> I'm like, I just want to let you know that I love you. Like... Someone might not love this girl. Someone she might not feel loved, That's but fine. there was a stranger out of nowhere that was like, "Hey, I love you." Uh, and that so made le- a, you mean you let me finish. Okay, okay. Too, let me too finish. Honest. Too honest, but no, I, I, it's not too honest. I it's being vulnerable commended. and telling people nope, something I that I, it's it's out of my comfort you, you, zone. I think you should have uh, maybe. There's um, your opinion. Prefaced. There's your opinion that. coming out. Nope, I didn't. I didn't preface it. I can't go back in time and change it. So this is what happened. I tell this woman I love her. She starts walking away. Okay. Okay? She goes back to her spot where she was holding her sign. Okay. She gets halfway in through the intersection. The light turns green. Okay. She turns around and looks at me. She's a tear rolling down her face, and she looks at me and says, I love you too. She walked back to where she was standing, and I sobbed all the way home. Yeah? Because I made a connection with somebody that might not feel loved or might not feel wanted, and I made her feel wanted in that moment. And so that's where I feel like I need to be... In order to be more attractive to others. Like, All right. she, I opened myself up. I told a stranger that I loved her, which I do. I should love everyone because we're all here trying to do the same thing. And that's live our lives regardless of what our story is. Or there are people struggling to eat. I love them too. Like, there are people struggling with addictions. I love them too. We're all here to do the same thing. And I find that if I am more genuine and invite lo- more love into my life, and express more gratitude and love, then that's going to make me attractive, more attractive to others. I'm complete. I dig it. Is there anything else that anybody wants to say before we end this pizzod cast? Cog blocks. Cog blocks. <laughs> that, that's it. That's but, all I want to uh, rehash. If anybody so gets anything about this podcast, it's cog blocks. Well, I feel like that has a lot to do with communication. Oh, absolutely. Like, people communicate. Just communicate. Just say say what you gotta say, and you'll maybe end up getting what you need. But if you, sh- if you keep your mouth shut, you're not gonna learn, figure it out, I guess. Maybe. Everybody communicates different. You can have a whole other podcast about that one. We should do that. Anything else? I think I've contributed enough to this session. To this attractiveness session? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what I was going to say earlier? Um, when we were talking about uh, people finding, um, or I guess you uh, were saying something, Natalie, we were saying something about finding people that had the inverse of your impulsiveness, i.e. forethought. Yeah. Um, the joke was, nope. <laughs> some okay. people might find forethought attractive, <laughs> and other people might find foreskin attractive. 
Oh, you know? well, hey. <laughs> hey okay, well, guess what? I'm going to go on record and say, not me. <laughs> on so many levels. We're just going to go ahead and say, not me. That's not for me. No, on that one. <laughs> so for those of you Jewish men that still have your foreskin... Natalie does not want wait, anything wait, wait, no, to do no, no, with no, Jewish no, men around. don't have foreskin. Oh, other, other individuals, the Jewish men. No, no, no. Because, God, I got that twisted. Yeah, you got that. It's you butchered it now. Sign me up for... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Snip, snip. Oh, my no, God. No, no, no. That would be Moses. Oh, my God. All right. No. <laughs> and signing off. <laughs> <laughs> he just snorted everywhere. Whitney just drooled. <laughs> she literally just drooled. I'm not judging her. I'm just saying... For no, the record. Just for a fact. an observant fact. For a comedic relief, Whitney just drooled on herself. I have no idea what's happening. Anywho, thanks for joining in today on the uh, topic of attractiveness. If you guys have any podcast ideas, send them my way. Um, they've been pretty organic lately and mm. just kind of pop up out of nowhere. So that was not meant to be a pun. <laughs> and it totally was. But it totally was. Yeah. <laughs> I just called my own bullshit out on my own pun. Anyways... Um, I'd like to thank Jake and Allie for joining me, um, and I'm sure there will be more shenanigans coming up soon. I appreciate you all for listening. Have an awesome rest of the week, and stay tuned for our next podcast.